0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include benefits of technology, my interview with Sir Bank Sherry Hagera on how the servicing industry is investing in technology and innovation, and a look ahead to the latest Fed minutes. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory audit, tax, technology, and other services to the mortgage industry for almost four decades. Among many awards, Richie May has been named a top 100 firm twice and is known in the market for their education and contributions to the mortgage industry. They don't just hire from the mortgage industry, they have the experts who build it. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com. Sorry the podcast is a little late this morning. I received an email from my IT department that I needed to change my username and password. It took me a few minutes to remember that I didn't have an IT department. <laughs> Beware those phishing expeditions. Technology. If it weren't for my pets or grandparents, I don't know what I'd do for passwords. There are obviously pluses from technology, of course, and speaking of which, today is Mortgages with Millennials, with Kristen Messerly and myself, sponsored by National M.I., Today's guest being down payment expert, Rob Crane. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific to the weekly video show designed to empower mortgage professionals to tap into the millennial market. The show demystifies the psychology of first-time home buyers and offers strategies to win more market share with the key segment of the market. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Sir Bank Sherry Higuera to talk about how the servicing industry is investing in technology and innovation. She's SVP of Servicing Technology at ServBank, and is a trailblazing professional with a remarkable 25-year career in mortgage servicing, with the last 15 years focusing on servicing technology. she spearheaded groundbreaking innovations that revolutionized the industry, streamlining processes and bringing unparalleled efficiency to the forefront.
1: It's no secret that the servicing industry has lagged in technology investment and advancements, especially compared to the origination side of the fence. In your opinion, why do you think that is, and how has it hindered the servicing industry?
2: Yeah, th- so you know, customers and clients get the new shiny toy or the, you know, the the item with all the bells and whistles during the origination process, only to go back in time with their digital experience once their loan is boarded to the servicer. And you know, servicing is traditionally a really low margin business, so servicers tend to focus on squeezing all of the profits they can in kind of a short-term quick fix solutions without taking the time to design an end-to-end application or app uh, environment. And, you know, the rush to get a viable product into production causes an overall lack of well thought out applications. And, you know, Robbie, what happens is, is this is the result is the customers and the clients uh, experience this feeling of subpar servicing. And so, we know that in today's digital world, access and ease of use is critical, uh, and it has been Surfbank's main focus.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Surfbank quickly here. I know Surfbank's taken a more aggressive approach and has continually invested in its technology and innovation. Why do you why do you commit those advancements?
2: Yeah, so you know, initially our initial investment was rooted from necessity. Uh, as we moved into the servicing space, it was clear that the industry uh, didn't have or didn't match what we had expected to uh, to have uh, as a, a servicer. And so, what we could see or what we believed our customers and our clients and ourselves um, deserved was to have full transparency. We wanted uh, to be able to dig into a loan and have loan details. We wanted to be able to see our portfolio at a high level, and we just didn't have. Um, there was, wasn't was anything in the market that could provide that to us. And so we had to take a step back and we had to look and, and realize that in order to prosper long term, uh, we had to look past any of the short term thinking and we had to expend capital to invest in that technology up front. But we knew that those investments would pay dividends in the long run for us operationally um, by decreasing our overall cost of service, as well as our our client satisfaction. Um, Ultimately, this decision has allowed us to deliver a best-in-class experience and full transparencies to our customers, but also to our clients.
1: Well, I've seen Simi in action personally, and I can attest to its capabilities. But for our listeners, can you describe Simi and what makes it stand out?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Simi is what we call our ecosystem. And it's comprised of, you know, multiple layers that are used by internal staff and external staff, as well as by our customers. So really, you can think of it as a one-stop shop. Uh, It houses data from, you know, anything from call center data to call recordings, the physical call recordings, the loan documents. Um, it has capabilities to allow agents to make real-time payments and order payoffs, but it also has, um, you know, an API integration with like calls, uh, our call center software. It, um, We expanded and started doing some workflows as well. So we now have workflow features, uh, really complex workflow features, such as foreclosure referrals and foreclosure bids, loss mitigation, intake questionnaire. We all know that the um, uh, regulatory entities change so frequently with what they want and how they want loss mitigation to be handled. So having a questionnaire that's dynamic and that can be changed on the fly is extremely useful. Um, but recently, we started managing all of our complaints in SIMI. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's a CFPB complaint uh, or if it's a complaint that was logged via social media. Uh, we log that information, we house it in SIMI. And because we have that database behind SIMI, we are able to report on it, we're able to identify trends. And the best part about it is, and what really was a game changer, is that our clients could also see all of that information. They have full transparency and the ability to uh, jump in and review that information at any given time.
1: Hopefully this isn't asking the obvious too much. How does Simi assist your clients and or customers?
2: Yeah, great question. So the, you know, clients have access to everything that we have. And so the the best way to explain it is instead of having to wait for your monthly calibration uh, meeting with your servicer, you actually can go in as a client and you can listen to all of those calls uh, real time at any loan or on any loan. Um, You can go in and pull documents. If you needed to see documents, then make sure that uh, your documents were going out with the accurate logo. You could jump in and see that. Another example is a lot of times clients wanna know um you know have has escrow been dispersed or taxes outstanding they can go in and they can re- review that information but also at a portfolio level they can go in and they can see you know what do we have for uh, corporate advances where do we at month to date uh, they have dashboards that they shows them um you know how are we handling their call volume and are their customers waiting longer than expected which is all real time data so it truly is that transparency and having having the information at your fingertips without having to go back in and ask for it uh, from your servicer is huge. Uh, but from a customer experience, we created a really unique digital experience for them. And we not only provide them a website, but we also provide them a mobile app And even taking it a step further, we allow them to choose, you know, how they want to be notified. If they want to be notified through a push notification or a text message, they can enroll in that. Uh, And the thing that I love the most is that not only can they enroll in those different types of notifications, but they can also enroll in um, what kind of notifications they want to receive in that maybe I don't care to see all of the other Uh, information. Maybe I don't want any marketing information, but I want to know when my taxes have been dispersed. Uh, I can enroll in that and receive a push notification directly to my phone so I know that, oh, the taxes have been taken care of or my payment posted today. Um, Not just is my payment late, but also informational information. And so by providing that additional information to the borrowers or customers up front, they truly do have a unique experience with us.
1: And finally, what other future advancements are you guys working on?
2: Oh, there's so much. <laughs> my my plate is always full. But um, what we're really looking for here is, you know, just the uh, you know some additional automation. We're working now to um, improve the overall cost of servicing, which every servicer is. One of them is including some new OCR technologies that uh, we're currently working through. Um, we're also made some headway on the claim space, being able to monitor and track outstanding claims and, and money that's coming in. Um, and then the last piece is, is, you know, we've listened to our customers, we've seen the complaints, we've um and and we know from firsthand experience we're really trying to change the way uh, onboarding is happening with our, our customers and and our clients and to make that seamless. So when a, a customer's loan has been sold. Um, we can onboard that seamlessly. We know that our our car volumes increase drastically when a loan is sold. Uh, and we want to be able to give that customer, that new customer, the digital experience before they've ever even boarded to our system. So that's some of the changes that we're making to our customer portal now uh, to assist in that uh, so, you know smooth transition.
1: That's all really neat stuff. I wish you the best of luck with it. Sherry, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me today.
2: Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Robbie. Thank you.
0: Mortgage rates are not the same as the yield on U.S. risk-free Treasuries, but we do use them as a benchmark. Remember, mortgages have prepayment and credit risk. The benchmark 10-year is yielding 4.23, a new high for 2023, and the two-year is yielding 4.98. Have the Federal Reserve's actions had the desired impact on the economy? It's certainly a debate. With little in the way of economic data to open the week, investors looked ahead to Thursday's release of the July Federal Open Market Committee meeting minutes for clues on the Fed's next move. Some recent Federal Reserve officials' remarks point toward the FOMC refraining from softening policy in the near term. Prior to the release of the minutes, pricing in Fed funds futures implies the FOMC is likely to pause in September, while the probability of another 25 base points hike in November is around 1 in 3. This week doesn't much in the way of market-moving data, however we will get housing starts, retail sales, and the index of leading indicators. Inflation data released over the last week continued to show elevated, yet easing prices. Consumer prices were up 3.2% over the last 12 months, while core CPI increased 4.7% over the same period. Shelter costs rose at a slower pace, while prices for services saw a modest increase. No doubt there is still inflationary pressure in certain sectors of the economy. Meanwhile, producer prices rose a touch more than analysts' expectations, with core PPI up 0.2% for the month and 2.7% over the last 12. Like consumer prices, the cost of services saw the largest gains. Expectations for inflation remain higher than prior to the pandemic. According to the University of Michigan's Consumer Survey, in which the year-ahead inflation expectation was 3.3%. From 2017 to 2019, the survey respondents averaged from 2.3% to 2.6%, and ultimately price pressures were made and there hasn't been any data to suggest the Fed will change its current stance on monetary policy. Today's economic calendar is underway with retail sales up 0.7%, much stronger than the expected 0.4%. Empire Manufacturing and import-export prices were also released, but the focus is on retail sales. Later today brings Redbook same-store sales, June business inventories, the NAHB housing market index for August, and remarks from Minneapolis Fed President Kashkari. We begin the day with agency MBS prices worse, an eighth to a quarter, and the 10-year yielding 427 after closing yesterday at 4.18% due to the strong retail sales figures. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Well, apparently this isn't a joke, and I'm sure some of you wouldn't won't find it funny, but I just learned that in Blackjack, a 17 is called a mother-in-law, or the mother-in-law, because you want to hit her, but you can't. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Richie May a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services to the mortgage industry for almost four decades. To learn more, visit com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.